TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here. On TuneIn, go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. After investing billions to light up our network, T-Mobile is America's largest 5G network. Plus, right now, you can switch, keep your phone, and we'll pay it off up to $800. See how you can save on every plan versus Verizon and AT&T at T-Mobile.com slash across America. Up to four lines via virtual prepaid card. Allowed 15 days. Qualifying unlocked device credit service ported 90 plus days with device and eligible carrier and timely redemption required. Card has no cash access and expires in six months. Jim Gordon, he is treasurer of Citizens for Regional Transit, and he will join us now. Jim, thank you so much for joining us this morning. Thank you. How are you, Joe? Doing well, uh, Jim. Talking about this metro expansion, you know, it's something in my lifetime I've heard several uh, you know, proposals of expansion, but this one seems to really have um, getting the traction and, and seems like it, it really could happen. From your point of view, for Citizens for Tra- uh, Regional Transit, where do you stand on this proposal as it's proposed? As it's proposed, uh, I think you're referring to what the proposal calls the locally preferred alternative, which is a uh, the path that it will take from the UB South campus north into Amherst, which uh, currently is uh, on Niagara Falls Boulevard up to Maple, turn right on Maple, left on uh, Sweet Home, cut through Wrench Road, and then up the J.J. John Audubon Parkway to just past Interstate 990. And our position is we support any route that brings light rail rapid transit uh, somehow or another to the UB North Campus. Uh, when the UB North Campus was designed, it was designed to have light rail. Uh, even when they were making the plans for it, they knew they could not service it with buses, and they've been trying for years, and it just doesn't work. So uh, we support any of the alternatives. Uh, I've seen the petition uh, that Mike's group has. It somewhat misrepresents the CRT position. We are not wedded to a particular alignment or path to go between the campuses. So, but any way we go is a good way to go. You know, and, and looking at the proposal as it is now, um, you know, going by you know other things than UB, right? Making more stops along the way to UB. I, I always look at it this way, Jim. I grew up very close to the South Campus Station. So growing up, I went to, when I would go downtown, it would be on the Metro Rail. I went to college on the rail line. So I have a perspective of someone who, since they moved to Buffalo in 99, used the rail an often lot. If you expand it like this, and this is just my point of view, wouldn't more people be inclined to use the rail to get downtown and and get that ridership up? And from your perspective, is Buffalo the kind of city to support an expanding rail line? Oh, well, uh, definitely on the support of the rail line, yes. Uh, we have uh, 20,000 UB students going back and forth on Millersport Highway every single day on UB Stampede buses. Those have been optimized as much as is possible, and as I mentioned a little while ago, it, there's no more further optimization, and it is a, a constraint 
Uh, the governor has said a few weeks ago they want to increase the size of the population at UB North Campus. Uh, it, it, it can't be done with buses. It's just not possible. So we definitely need it. There's uh, more than enough reason to have it. So uh, as far as the idea of the, the path going by um, the boulevard as opposed to, say, a straight line up Millersport Highway, that has to do with the idea of transit-oriented development. Over the years, until 2021 anyway, uh, the only way you could get funding for a light rail system or basically any kind of transit improvements was because it would benefit developers. So if you look at the, the path that was chosen, it's uh, maximizing by going through the Boulevard Mall property on Maple Road, uh, by the new apartments all over by Sweet Home. And, uh, and for the town of Amherst perspective, it's designed to spur development west of J.J. Audubon Parkway and north of Interstate 990. Jim, you know, looking at the Metro Rail now, uh, you know, and I, I've done multiple shows on this of what was proposed and what we actually have, what, 30 years later. In your opinion, where has where have the mistakes been made that we still to this day only have a seven mile long Metro Rail uh, opposed to what it was supposed to be? Well, I don't know if you could call it a mistake. But in 1979, the city of New York was on the brink of bankruptcy. And that was the year that the money was supposed to be dedicated from the state to the metro rail. And the state uh, moved all of the upstate New York projects everywhere, not just Buffalo, but across the state to uh, bolster New York City's financial situation. That's why we lost the funding for metro rail. That's why uh, there's a, a, a housing project just north of the UB campus called Walton Woods, and that was an urban development corporation project. Uh, they built about 5,000 homes, but it was supposed to be 20,000. Um, so all of that development suddenly came to a halt. Uh, the original plan was to start the Metro Rail built between UB North and UB South campus, and then the rest of it to downtown was supposed to be built later, but it wound up being built the other way around. You know, this proposal has a lot of above ground, and you heard from uh, Michael, you know, this the, the, the properties that, that, you know, will kind of get in the way of on its way to UB. From where you stand, would you like to see more of this underground or do you want, as long as, there's a, as long as the rail's expanded, that's progress in the right direction? So I, I have a personal opinion that varies a bit from CRT's position. CRT's position is any of the proposed routes that we've seen, the Niagara Falls Boulevard alignment, the Bailey alignment, the Millersport alignment, are all good. Uh, we've done uh, timings to see how long it would take the, the rail trains to go on each of the three paths, and surprisingly, there's not much difference in time. So um, any of the three routes are okay from a passenger perspective. Um, my own personal uh, feeling about it uh, is that I like the Millersport Highway alignment the best. I think uh, it would be easy and much less expensive to run it all the way underground past Sheridan Drive and have it come up near the Interstate 290. And it would leave Millersport Highway with a completely redesigned street that would be very, very much uh, quieter, more, 
more like a, a residential area kind of street with parking on both sides of the street, bicycle tracks, and city street lights that don't look like they're from a major highway on it. Um, it would be a much more calm. You wouldn't have a bus every 90 seconds going down the road like you have today. Uh, be very different kind of situation on Millersport. You know, this proposal obviously is to get UB North um, connected to UB South and then obviously the medical campus downtown. Do you do you believe that if this happens, if this goes through, that then there would be more expansion? I mean, the airport, the stadium is going to be where it is now for another 30 years. I mean, do you think this could start more expansion when it comes to the metro rail? I do. Uh, right now we have fifteen to 20,000 daily riders on the metro rail. Uh, you add 20,000 for uh, doubling the section between UB North and South Campus and maybe further than that. Uh, th- then you're up to 35,000, 40,000 people a day. That's, uh, that gives you a certain amount of momentum to say, yes, uh, we should go out to the airport, uh, especially that particular route. If you look at traffic on the Kensington Expressway at Grider Street, we have a 112,000 cars every day going east and west at that point. And we know that that sometimes backs up. So there is some uh, need for extra capacity going out toward the easterly direction from downtown through uh, Central Terminal, out to the Galleria Mall, through the airport, and out to Transit Road. That would be a a very excellent, well-used route. You know, another thing from Stop the Metro, and I've heard this my entire life. Now, Jim, I'm 34, so I don't remember Main Street downtown before the Metro. Again, like I said, I've used the Metro quite often in my life. But a lot of people point to downtown and and retail downtown leaving because of the Metro Rail on Main Street. Do you believe that's a fair um, assessment of what happened? Um, No, I don't. Uh, There is a 1940s, late 1940s plan for the city of Buffalo that New York State, at that time it was uh, not the DOT, it had a different name, it was uh, engineering. But they had come up with a plan to get traffic off of the main streets of Buffalo and put them onto what that time they called arterials. We know that today is the Elm Oak arterial, and that um, was their goal in the 1940s. 50s and late 40s, we had a population that was about 30% larger in the city than it is today. So there was a lot of congestion. Their plan was to get traffic off of Main Street, off of the cross streets, put it onto these arterials, and move it around that way. That was um, then in the 1950s, President Eisenhower. I'm revealing my age here, Joy. I know all of these things because I lived it. Uh, President Eisenhower came up with the interstate highway system, and money started flowing, 90% funding for highways, and they built the interstate highway system, tons of urban highways at that time. That included the 33, Interstate 190, uh, the 290, the 990, all of those kinds of highways all came out of that. So these highways took all the traffic away from the city streets, which is what it was designed to do. Um, people still go downtown on the metro rail. We bring in, as I said, 15,000 people a day. Uh, so it's doing its job, but you don't see cars because nobody who's on the train is in a car. So it doesn't look as busy, but there's still people there. 
You know, um, I, I've heard that so much now, expanding Main Street. Uh, it, it just seems that that's the, the one argument people go back on. Another argument, and you heard this uh, when Michael was talking, and we've gotten a few texts about it, Jim, is, uh, you know, people who live in the area of the Niagara Falls plan, of the Niagara Falls Boulevard plan, uh, say, why not just electric buses um, instead of instead of a rail line? What's your response to that? Um, they cost too much. <laughs> Uh, you look at the price of a bus, uh, a diesel bus, half a million dollars. A battery electric bus, a million plus, maybe a million, hundred thousand, million and a quarter. Uh, more for the charging infrastructure. Uh, they're double the weight. They put more wear and tear on the highways. They only hold 40 people each. If you're trying to move a large number of people, you need many, 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 many more buses. And right now there's an operator shortage. You can have one operator operate a bus that carries 40 passengers. One operator on Metrorail carries 700 passengers. So just think of how many more operators you need. The electric bus is going to last 10 years. Metrorail car will last 40 years. And it only costs $2 million. So in terms of money, you save a lot of money using the Metrorail. What are you expecting to see from this environmental statement that's supposed to come this summer? Well, a lot depends on the community. Uh, This is called the NEPA, N-E-P-A, stage of the process for securing federal funding and making the plans. Um, It was interesting to me that Mike noticed that he came across some people who were uh, taking soil samples in his neighborhood And he went over and asked what they were doing, and they said, oh, this is for the subway. And it just dawned on him then, hey, this is real. We've been hearing about it for 40 years, and it never really got much attention. And all of a sudden, they're actually going to go forward. So NEPA is the National Environmental Protection Act, and uh, it's a requirement of the NFTA to meet NEPA's standards. So What is considered in NEPA are the kinds of things that these groups are talking about. Um, What's going to happen to build the expressway, the construction? We're going to have possibly blasting. We're going to have a lot of construction on Niagara Falls Boulevard and all these other streets that are involved. How much is that going to change the neighborhood? Once it's built and it's operational, how does that impact the neighbors and the neighborhood? And this is the time for these groups to come forward and make their cases for whether or not they want to go forward with this. Um, There is, if you go to the Federal Transit Administration's website and look up NEPA, you're going to get a ton of technical stuff. There is a much better public website. It's called protectnepa.org, all one word, protect NEPA. And that has a very plain language about what NEPA is. And I'm going to. It gives voice to local communities. It's basically a, is this really going to work kind of thing. This is your last chance to evaluate it before it becomes reality. So this is the time for these groups to make their cases. Um, the federal website says 95% of the time you're going to get that locally preferred alternative, but it doesn't always have to be. And the case that you can cite is Buffalo's Metro Rail. Back when this was being built, at the NEPA stage of the process, before building was started, 
there was a group formed called No Overhead Transit, and they objected vehemently to having the system all above ground elevated as opposed to being underground. And they made their case, and we got our subway underground instead of above ground. Jim, I got to ask you, you know, just realistically, how confident are you that this one of the three proposals will actually happen? I'm almost 100% sure one of the three proposals will happen. And now, when, do, when should we expect work on this expansion to begin, from what you understand? So if you look at the timeline that the consultants issued in 2013, start construction is listed as at the end of 2024. There are two phases that has to that we still have to go through. We're going through the NEPA process now. The next phase after that is securing the funding, and then you start construction. All right. Well, Jim, I'm sure we'll be talking again before that with you and also with Michael. And uh, I appreciate you joining us for this uh, discussion on the rail. Well, thank you. It was, uh, it was a pleasure, and I hope to talk to you again, Joe. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively sports. The clock at four. Doncic. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. After investing billions to light up our network, T-Mobile is America's largest 5G network. Plus, right now, you can switch, keep your phone, and we'll pay it off up to $800. See how you can save on every plan versus Verizon and AT&T at T-Mobile.com slash across America. Up to four lines via virtual prepaid card. Allow 15 days. Qualifying unlocked device credit service ported 90 plus days with device and eligible carrier and timely redemption required. Card has no cash access and expires in six months. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.